Hello there, this is Ed McCarty. Welcome to Hoofing It Podcast with everything horses and livestock. Hello everyone, this is Melissa Cowan. And this is Jana Harrington Barkus. And we're with Hoofing It Podcast with everything horses and livestock magazine. And we are out here on location at Equifest of Kansas 2023 here in Salina, Kansas. Got a little bit of work. Hi, I'm with Rex Buckman, and this is an amazing cowboy hair set with me. I'm telling you what, he's lived the life. So, Rex, tell us, what have you been doing at the Equifest this year? Well, I, I popped in for the agritourism panel, sit in on that, and then I, we're Kevin at home and lots of things going home, so I didn't get to come helping my son buy calves that Saturday, but I'm back here today. Uh, I'm doing a little presentation about staying safe, sound, and sane on the trail. So we oh, just finished that. So tell our audience all about this, the adventures that you do with the Flint Hills Adventures. That is an amazing experience for people. So tell us how all that came about. Okay. Um, well, I can make it too long a story. <laughs> we got 10 minutes. All right. Um, you know, our ranch is small enough that we don't have enough revenue to, to make a go of it unless we have outside income, and tourism is a natural fit. Uh, we started out, um, Joe, Joe Turner helped me get started, and we did a cowgirl day camp, and we've tried lots of different things and cattle drives and things. Uh, I partnered with Matt Job. Matt and Angie Job, um, probably about six years ago or so, and it's been an, it's been a great thing. He is good at finding customers That's good. and bringing them to the ranch, yeah. and then he loves the Flint Hills, mm-hmm. and so beautiful. he likes coming here. Your land is beautiful. It is. You guys picked a great property. <laughs> so we we get together and brainstorm. Teresa and I and Angie and and Matt get together and brainstorm and say. What can we do next? So we've done uh, roping, branding, um, cattle drives, cow sortings, uh, trail rides, photography clinics. Uh, just we're we're just we just brainstorm. Matter of fact, if someone calls us and say that if they've got any idea of what they would like to bring five or ten people to the Flint Hills to do, we'll we'll figure it out. Oh. Oh, how cool is that? Happen. Yeah, so, so you'll customize if you need yeah. to. <laughs> That's right, great. right. So now do you, I know you raise cattle. Yes. Do you, and these are great cattle folks, let me tell you, he's, these are mine. Um, do you use your cattle in this adventure? We do. Yeah, we do. These are super nice. And one of the things, I mean, we're, we're working with the Red Angus breed and they are really gentle. They're nice <laughs> so, so they create a, uh, tremendous way to teach people how to handle cattle uh-huh. if you're handling wild cattle then things happen so fast that people can't learn it but these calves move slow enough that we can show them what's going to happen before it happens and let them and then if they do everything wrong at the end of the day the cattle don't get away the fences don't <laughs> fall down you know it goes it, it smoother just works. i'm sure yeah. so well, we do somebody like me that does he's never broke anything in my life he come out there and yes. you teach us how to do that and your cattle will be at least going about it, right? You yeah. wouldn't be afraid or... Well, and, and uh, you know, we keep getting better. 
the first thing when Matt and I first started letting people rope calves to brand them, uh -huh. we thought the thing to teach them was how to catch calves. That's not what you need to teach them. You need to teach them what to do after they catch the calf. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet so. <laughs> so, so it, anyway, it's evolved into. I didn't even uh, think of that either, but yeah, I can see that being a problem. <laughs> so, you know, we're about. You know, our our main focus is. Uh, we're not catering to professional cowboys, even though we have a four-day cowboy camp where there's a competition for a lot of prizes. Uh huh. <laughs> um, our focus is to provide a place for people that maybe they've never ridden a horse. They'd like to try. Uh, maybe they've never driven a cow. They'd like to try. <coughs> so, uh, so we try to tailor our thing to try to keep them safe and teach them how before we expose them. That's awesome. You know, um, it creates new friendships and connection as a community, isn't it? It really does. The longer you're in this game, the more you realize it's about the people, not the horses. Exactly. That's something I wanted to say in my presentation yeah. this morning, and I didn't get it said, but I wanted to start out and say, let there be no doubt in your mind, I'm for the people. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of clinicians that are here for the horse. You've heard that a lot. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. But as far as I'm concerned, people are more important than horses. Yeah, that's great. So, so I'm here for the people. And and the friendships that come out of that are just really fun. And yeah, it's a great connection. It's yeah. a great connection. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you coming. You're and um, we'll get the word out about your Glen Hills Adventures because that's really a cool thing. Right, right. Together. And be sure they know we got Colts for sale this yeah, year. Yeah, oh, too. I wanted to talk about the Colts. Hold on, yes, I forgot about the Colts. Yeah, in this catalog, you have several Colts listed. We've got right? six yearling colts that we're going to be selling in Salina in May. Yeah, and your bloodlines are amazing, I can tell. So tell a little bit about the bloodlines. Um, we we have three mare families. One of them started with uh, a double-bred Hollywood gold mare that I bought when I was in high school. Then there's uh, uh, the stud is out of a granddaughter of Doc's Hickory that I bought after I moved home in 05. And then the mares that we rode today are sired by a little acre dock that we got from Dean Smith. So that's kind of our three mare families. Yeah. My, my, my whole breeding program is based around uh, athletic horses that are people friendly. Uh -huh. And you said your colts are really friendly. Boy, these things are they're gentle this year. You can't hardly get them out of your hair. <laughs> We've got one that that one that well, you, you look at. I love the little. I think he's a gruula. I'm not sure. He we don't. Like he's, he's, gonna either, be a he's either going to be black, brown, or gruula. <laughs> I don't know. But all summer long, while he's on his mother, when you went to the pasture, he'd come straight out of the mare herd and come to you. And he wasn't looking for feed. He, he was, was looking for somebody thing. to scratch it. Yeah. Yeah, they like their butts. They did. <laughs> Colts yeah. love that. <laughs> so we're we're pretty excited. The yeah. oldest colt out of our stud will be two. He's he's two this spring. Yeah. Wow. So. That's so cool. I got a question for you with the breeding. So what do you think the percentage of the colts get from the sire or from the mare? That's always been a. <laughs> uh, you know, I've always heard different sides of the story for that. So. Genetically, they're half and half. You think you're half and half personality though, character, what do you think? But the mayor teaches the colts so much in the first six 
six weeks to six months of their life that you cannot underestimate the mare's influence on That's that baby. Right. <laughs> uh, if you know, if if we have a mare we don't like, we get rid of her. Yeah, you don't want to pass it on, right? Because they, yeah. the it's not just what the it's not just what they're bred to do; it's what they're taught to do. And they learn so much from their mothers. You know, there's a guy. I read a deal where it talked about the fact that when when you're when you're on a, a baby colt, learns to judge what's dangerous from his mother. Okay. Yeah. So a baby colt, they go up to a stump, and the colt's like scared to death of that stump. And his mother says, "Don't pay attention to that, son. There's nothing wrong with it. He just walks out by." And the colt says, "Okay." And that's the way we should be when we get on the horse. When we step on the horse, we take on the responsibility that the mare had to keep the colt safe. So the colt looks to you for... For leadership. Yeah, and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And um, But he started that following his mother. If you've got an idiot mare, she's teaching that colt yeah, bad you know. things. Exactly. Good point. That's a good point. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I enjoyed our time together today. Thank you for joining us today. Our podcast is sponsored by Better Equine, the manufacturer of BE saddle pads. Bee Tree, pure and natural skin and body care products. And Living Life Ranch, located in Gardner, Kansas. Subscribe with us to follow our podcast and please provide a review. We appreciate your positive feedback, which enables us to provide our free podcast to you. Music provided by Ed Mahan. Copyrights by Everything Horses and Livestock.